0: Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hello everyone, this is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You and your host for this podcast. Today we have episode number 48 with Chris Rodell on relationships and how living a life full of different colors will help you find happiness and build stronger relationships. But before we jump into the podcast today, I am happy to announce my new coaching program on unstoppable confidence. If you are constantly doubting yourself and sabotaging your success, please go ahead and email me at nln at riseupforyou.com. I would love to offer you a free strategy session with me on how we can get your confidence back so that you can begin to create the life you deserve. So shoot me over an email again. It's at nln at com, and together we will create an action plan to make sure you are leading your best life. So let's jump into our episode number 48 with Chris Rodell. He is the author of the book, Use All the Crayons, The Colorful Guide to Simple Human Happiness. One of the only self-improvement books graced with a cover endorsement by legendary entrepreneur golfer, Arnold Palmer. In Rodell's career as a freelance writer, he has done so many cool things. He has wrestled alligators, gone skydiving. He's gained 20 pounds in one week eating like Elvis. Okay, very interesting. He has laid on a bed of nails to demonstrate the power of the mind over pain. He blogs at ww.eightdaystomish.com and he recently published a book called The Last Baby Boomer, The Story of the Ultimate Ghoul Pool, which was released back in January, and he has written for many of the most prestigious magazines in America. Today, he's going to talk to us about how to bring happiness into our life, and it is an incredible episode that you all want to hear. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Chris Rodell. Great. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us on the show. I'm honored to have you. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Yes, I'm a uh, writer. I live in Lake Grove, Pennsylvania. And uh, my book is Use All the Crayons, The Colorful Guide to Simple Human Happiness. I had no intention of becoming a motivational speaker, but when I'd go to libraries and talk, everybody would come afterwards and say, you have to come speak to our group. It's a message that everyone needs to hear. And I think it's something uh, people like because I'm, I'm built now as a motivational speaker But actually, what I talk about for an hour is usually 76% humor, 22% humanity, and only 2% motivation. I figure people are over-motivated and need more humor and humanity in their lives.
0: I love that. 100% true. So how did you get into this field exactly? What was your aha moment?
1: Well, I I really think it goes back to uh, when my daughter, they were about four years old, my oldest daughter, and uh, they were going around the room and saying, what does your daddy do? And the one said, my daddy's a doctor, and she was so proud. The other said, my daddy fixes cars, and she was so proud of him. And another said, my daddy builds homes, and she was proud of him. And they got to my daughter, and she said, he plays with me. And Mm -hmm. so when I heard that, I thought, my first thought was how nice that is. But my my initial thought really was, that's not going to look good on the loan applications. Right. Because, you know, it's that kind of thing. But really, if you have a daughter that says that and she means it, That's a wonderful thing to hear if you're a father. I mean, that's something I was so proud of. And then at that same time, I was going through a lot of uh, career transitions. I've written for some of the best magazines in America. And uh, that was all starting to go away, though, because magazines are folding and newspapers are folding daily. And it's changed so much. And at the time, I was having all these problems with my my finances. And uh, I didn't have any of the things that all the other people I had knew. I was 45 at the time. And I looked at all my friends, and they had country club memberships, they had boats, they had lavish vacations. And I had none of those things, but I was happy, and that kind of surprised me. And a lot of the people I know that had all the material things that I craved were uh, going through divorce, estrangement. There were people addicted to things. And I thought, why are they unhappy when they have so much of what I want, and I'm happy and they don't have and they have none of the things that I I want? And uh, that kind of led to the book. I started making a list. Use all the crayons—the colorful guide to simple human happiness.
0: I love that, and and use all the crayons. Um, I love the analogy that you talk about. You know, most people walk around not using different colored crayons, and a lot of them are walking around using like charcoal or lamp black. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that?
1: I I I one time did a story about a man who was uh, struck by lightning and never felt cold again. And uh, I, that led to people who were, who were victims of lightning strike survivors. And uh, one of the things I'll never forget at this convention, uh, they said that there was so much divorce between people who've been struck by lightning and those who didn't. And the woman said, you have to understand that love is not a choice. That love is not an emotion. Love is a decision. And that really stuck with me because I think we wake up every day and we have a choice to use whatever color we want to paint our, our day with. And most people just choose gray you know, they decide that they are going to go through that day in the most routine way and they don't choose to brighten their lives or the lives of others. You, happiness is a decision that you make when you get out of bed. You can decide you're going to be happy. You can decide that you're going to be emotional and uh, you can decide you're going to connect with others or you can decide the other way that you're going to paint that day in charcoal or lamp black. And that truly is a decision. Happiness is a decision. And when you have that mindset, it changes your whole
0: outlook. So how do we get individuals to believe in this mindset and to truly manifest this mindset? I mean, this is something that I'm constantly um, working with also with my clients. It's confidence and mindset, and it can really make a difference in the success of your life. Success not necessarily meaning financially, but as you are working with happiness. How do we help uh, other individuals truly get that mindset of realizing that it starts within.
1: Uh, That's it. When you wake up in the morning, that's part of it. But what you can do for others matters even more. Like if you are happy and you can choose to help people, I'd say that so many of us go to church on Sunday and pray to God that he change the world and make the world a better place. Then we spend the rest of the week ignoring all the God-given powers we have to change the world and make the world a better place. You can make the world a better place by... Just doing little things to help people. If you haven't written anybody a letter in a long time, I mean, so many people write emails, we get inundated with that. Write a letter to an old teacher or write a letter to your father. Write a letter to a a sibling who you love and and just have never really taken the time to tell them. You're changing the world when you do these things. And then there's also ways you can just make the world, like I say, much of my book is, is focused on humor and there's just little ways to add color to every day. I, I always go back to number 399. The book is 501 tips and 33 essays. And uh, one of the tips is number 399. Tell friends you're going to open an art gallery. Invite them to a room with nothing on the walls. Have them be greeted by 30 guys who say nothing but, Hi, I'm Art. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and then love- there's things like it. <laughs> it takes a little while, some of them, don't they?
0: I mean, that's a brilliant concept. So can you give us, Chris, can you give us three tips that you have in regards to, yeah, I know you just mentioned a few, but three tips that, you, that seem to work best for you and the others around you to help really create a happy life.
1: Okay. Uh, negative thinking is such a, a downer for everybody. I tell people to remind complainers the only time bitch, bitch, bitch ever turns into something positive is when you're running a thriving dog grooming business. Yeah, yep. You know, the, 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 that kind of mindset is good. Uh, tell people that you want to live your life like a devoted stationary salesman, always pushing the envelope. Don't be satisfied with the way things are. Look to do new things. Look to, new, to break new ground. Make new friends. Uh, try new music. Try a new restaurant. Try something different. Keep reinventing yourself every day as you go through it. Try a new way to look at everything in your life. And then I always come back to number 498, was enjoy being human and enjoy human beings. I think we're all too hard on ourselves. We make, you know, we, 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 we are tough on the people we work with, we're tough on our families, but we're toughest on ourselves. i say that one of the things that people do, I say women look in the mirror and see flaws no one else can detect. Men look in those same mirrors and see perfection no one else can detect. You know, women, I think, they're so hard on themselves men are, are much more easy on ourselves without much justification but i really think if women would start looking in those mirrors and see themselves the way most of us see them they would go through their life so much more easier and, and, and carefree and I, I try and teach that to my daughters you know i tell them to look in the mirror every day and say you're smart you're beautiful you're loved and you are funny you know and uh just give yourself that little uh, emotional boost and that really helps look at yourself and don't look for flaws Look for the perfection, and there, it's in there in everybody. We all have so much to offer one another.
0: A lot of people say, "Well, then you know that's looking through life with you know rosy colored glasses." But that's okay to do that because I think that in the that's end, it. you're you're going to manifest the happiness that you want. And you know, looking at life through rosy colored glasses doesn't necessarily mean that you're ignoring the downfalls. It just means that you're using it to help you grow.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And it is, again, it goes back to it being a decision. Um, if people want to decide to be pessimists, and right now we're inundated with the presidential campaign going on of so much pessimism and saying things are terrible. No, they're not. You know, I, I just read the other day that Warren Buffett, who's uh, quite a uh, one of our most agile thinkers, said that we're on the verge of a new golden age. And if we're not, it makes it more fun to imagine we are, isn't it? You know, we can deal with the troubles as they come on, but to get up cheerful and willing to face any challenge is so much better a mindset than waking up saying things are terrible and we're all going to hell. You know, it's, it, it's a terrible way to go through life. And again, that is a decision that we can make to change ourselves and our world.
0: I completely agree with you. So, Chris, I, y- your book, how did you get this analogy of using different colored crayons to paint life?
1: Uh, I, actually it goes back to my late father. He died in 2004. And, uh, one time I was trying to get him to eat seafood and he said, all he likes is steak and potatoes. And I said, you know, dad, if you drew a, a picture, it would just have two colors in it, the steak color and the potato color. I said, you need to use all the crayons, try some seafood, try some sushi. And I just, that, that phrase struck me as I'm a writer. I'm always looking for good phrases and the phrase use all the crayons struck me. It's kind of a generic title, but when you when you add it to a, a life perspective, use all the crayons. the colorful guide to simple human happiness. It has a nice ring to it. I think people really like that. I've had so much great reaction to it. I had you know I've spoken to groups all over the country and been welcomed in, in so many areas. Uh, the, and I've had people who like it from all different walks of life. The best reaction I ever had was a woman from Illinois, a stranger called and said she wanted to buy 50 copies. I said, "Wow, you've got 50 friends?" She said, actually, I've only got 10 friends, but I want to take 40 to a local cancer ward where I know it'll make a difference. And that's the kind of thing, when you hear that, it just elevates you. You just feel so euphoric when you hear something like that. It's something that I humbly came up with as uh, just a way to pass the time and share with friends is touching people like that, and and that's great. And I think that comes back to the humor in it, too. It has all those kinds of jokes, like uh, I tell people, Number 308, don't be afraid to take advice from flamboyant rock stars on parenting. Elton John's correct. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids.
0: Yeah, I love I love that you add the humor part to it, because as you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of over motivated people that don't have that humor and the humanity. And and we need both. And and that goes back to painting your life with, you know, different colors of crayons and really being able to embrace all elements, especially the humor. Where did the humor aspect come from, if you don't mind me asking?
1: I've just always been a humor writer. You know, I've always added that element into, into everything I do. I have a new novel out called The Last Baby Boomer, the uh, life and death, uh, I mean, the story of the ultimate ghoul pool, and it's satire. You know, I just look at the world as such an absurd situation for so many of us. You know, what is the meaning of life? Uh, All those kind of questions, it it revolves on me. Sometimes life just seems like a great practical joke, doesn't it? Like, why are we here? They asked Einstein that. They said, "Why? what is the meaning of life? They asked the, one of the greatest thinkers of all time, and he said, he goes, the only thing I can think of is the only reason we're here is to help one another. And that's a beautiful answer, isn't it? I mean, that would be a beautiful answer if it came from a, a simple person. But he'd obviously put a lot of thought into it, and he thought, we're here to help one another and to elevate the human condition. And that's something we can all do. We can help each other. We can help a neighbor. Uh, we've had our share of snows here in the north uh, east And I, I said, one of the great things you can do is go to your neighbor's house early in the morning when you've had the snow and uh, shovel the snow off their car, you know, get all their windshields clean. Cause if that happens to you one morning, you wake up and you walk out there and there's a foot of snow on the ground, you're dreading getting your car started and somebody's come shoveled your snow. Boy, does that feel good. You know, you, your whole day has changed by that simple act. And I'll tell you something, when you do a good deed, It helps you as much as the person you're helping. It just feels so good.
0: I completely agree with you, Chris. And thank you for reminding us about that, because there are a lot of times where people don't know why they are here. And it's such a simple concept, but yet so many of us forget it. So thank thank, you.
1: It's so enriching. You know, when when you do good deed, I I have in the book, uh, one of the episodes I said, I woke up and I thought, you know, I haven't done a good deed for somebody in a long time. This is just a random thought. I thought, maybe today I'll be able to do one. And I was walking down the street. I go on on my daily walks, and I saw a woman, uh, an older woman, carrying like about four bags of groceries, and she was really struggling. Why on earth wouldn't any able-bodied person stop and help that person? And I did. And we walked together for about a mile, me carrying half her bags, and I I made a new friend. And I I liked it, too, because I thought all the people from where I go to church are going to see this and think that – I've got a new girlfriend and I kind of like the idea. Of that. <laughs> I love that.
0: Well, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I'd love to jump into our power section here. Okay. So can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us?
1: Um, I keep going back to the classics. I always go back to uh, the John Steinbeck, The Greats of Wrath. It just has such a, uh, empathetic feeling. You know, you really want to help the people if you, if you see someone suffering and struggling, it gives you an insight into injustice and it just makes it seem so criminal when, when we aren't reaching out to help one another. And I think that's a mindset that really carries you through life. And then also with me, I've always loved catch 22. We talk about the absurdity of life uh, that has dark humor. And that is a big part of my new book, the last baby boomer. But I think you can find so much humor and joy in even difficult situations like that. So I I love doing that. And I particularly love reading nonfiction. I I just finished reading the three great William Manchester books on Winston Churchill. And I'll share one quote with you from from Churchill. He said to people, he said, he goes, when you're going through hell, keep going, which I think is a wonderful summation of persistence in life because we are going to go through tough times and you just want to keep persevering. So when you can read about great men and women on all they've struggled with and how they've conquered those struggles, that helps you too.
0: I love that. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of, Chris?
1: Uh, the go-to answer is always going to be your, your children. You know, I, I love them so much, and they're, they're so vibrant and funny. They're 15 and 9. But uh, one of the things I talk about in the book too, and in these books you know, are, are getting great reaction. And as a writer who struggled so long with rejection, To hear this kind of uh, soulful reaction to it is really great. And uh, one of the items I have in there that I tell people, and I think this makes a difference whenever I do these motivational talks, is I tell people, try to do something each and every day that will make ensure that parking at your funeral is a real bitch. And by that I mean do something each day that somebody's going to say, wow, that guy's a great guy. I'm going to go help him. I'm going to go pay my respects at his funeral because – and if you say that parking, it, it, sums, it sums it up for people. People say, wow, that was a really great funeral. The boy parking was tough. He must have really led a great life. So those kind of things, you know, I've come up with a lot of things that I think have helped change the world in a small way, and I, I think that's what we can all do.
0: Absolutely. And are there any routines that help you, that help you get a positive rise in your life? Do you have a daily routine or a morning routine?
1: Uh, no, really. It's just more of a mindset. And once you started it, it does become a habit. And the thing I like about it is it doesn't uh, ignore all the challenges, but it looks at them more in a way that, you know, you've been through this before, you've had these difficult times, you'll overcome this one too. So it puts life into perspective. You know, when I have these defeats and setbacks, and we all have them, we have rejection, we have rude people in our lives who say, I've met rude people before, but the good people outnumber them. And so once you get that mindset, it can make life a lot easier. And It just, you know, I, I'm 53 years old now and I, I, I feel like I'm just finally starting to figure it out. You know, that you can help people and that it makes the world a better place and uh, it makes it easier for you too. I know if I have trouble that people are going to come forward and help me out. I think that's like the lesson we watched uh, not too long ago. It's a Wonderful Life with the George Bailey lesson. And uh, that's what we should all strive to realize is that we're not alone in this, that people are willing to help and people will do whatever they can to make the world a little better.
0: I love um, I love that we had a chance to talk, Chris, and I, I really appreciate you coming on this show, and your message is so important. Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you would like to share with us?
1: Um, just that It's not surprising that we're going to have tough times. Uh, what is surprising is how much joy we can get in this life that, that crowds out the tough times. You know, to be cheerful and don't give in to the negativism that you hear all over the place. Help each other out and uh we can we can make the world we can add color to the world. How I sign every single book that I get my hands on that I can give to people or or sell to people is never forget for even a single instant how many happy colors your life has added into the lives of those you love. And remember, together we can all brighten the whole world. And that's that's the summation of the whole whole book.
0: Wow. So, Chris, how do we stay connected to you, and how do we support you?
1: Um, I'll be grateful if anybody buys my book, either through Amazon or getting in touch with me at storyteller at chrisrodell.com. Like me on Facebook at Chris rodell, or uh, follow me on Twitter at eightdaystohamish.com. And uh, the new book, if you like satire, it's uh, The Last Baby Boomer, the story of the ultimate ghoul It's getting just great reaction, and I'm thrilled with that. But uh, go to ChrisRodell.com. It has everything you need there. And I welcome your reactions and input. And uh, thank you for your attention and consideration.
0: Thank you so much, Chris.
1: Thank you.
0: There you have it. That's Chris Rodell on using all the crayons to paint your life and truly build the life that you want that's full of happiness. He was amazing. His message is so important. Often we get caught up in the little things in life that we forget to give back and to truly be there for others. That helps us create happiness within ourselves, and that is so true. Thank you again for joining. Please share this message. Share this episode with Chris Rodell because definitely we can make the world a better place by living a colorful life and sharing that with others. Thank you again for joining. Don't forget to check out our website, www.riseupforyou.com. We are here for you to support you, to help you lead your best life. So head over to the website, utilize the articles, the tools that are there just for you to help you manifest your happiness. There are a ton of resources on confidence, mindset, entrepreneurship, things that are going to help you feel great about you. Have a great week. Rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.